0: You're listening to the Live, Love, Engage podcast. On today's show, we're going to be talking with a marriage, family, and sex therapist about how you can increase the intimacy between yourself and your partner. Stay tuned. I am Gloria Grace Rand, founder of The Love Method and author of the number one Amazon bestseller, Live, Love, Engage, How to Stop Doubting Yourself and Start Being Yourself. In this podcast, we share practical advice from a spiritual perspective on how to live fully, love deeply, and engage authentically, so you can create a life and business with more impact, influence, and income. Welcome to Live, Love, Engage. Namaste, and welcome to Live, Love, Engage. I am Gloria Grace Rand and today I've got a guest with us who is going to be talking about love and sex and the pandemic. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, she is an expert in in all of those things so I want to welcome to Live, Love, Engage Dr. Diana Wiley.
1: Thank you Gloria. I'm really glad to be with you.
0: Well we're glad to have you because this is um not a a usual topic necessarily that we share, but you know, the podcast is about living fully, loving deeply, and engaging authentically. So it really does fit with all of those things. So um, let me share with those of you listening and watching on YouTube, um, just who Dr. Diana Wiley is. Um, She is uh, practiced for more than 30 years actually as a licensed marriage and family therapist. She's a board-certified sex therapist and a gerontologist. And since 2020, she's actually hosted her own online radio show called Love, Lust, and Laughter, um, the Progressive Radio Network. And last year, in 2020, she published a book called Love in the Time of Corona, Advice from a Sex Therapist for Couples in Quarantine, which uh, is I, as I understand it, a compendium of your, your best advice that you've been giving to thousands of couples. So uh, congratulations on uh, getting that out there.
1: Thank you, Gloria. My my radio show, Love, Lust, and Laughter, has actually been on since 2010. I think you said 2020. Oh, did so I,
0: I apologize. 10 years. It 2010. It 10 yes. years. Yeah. Yes. Congratulations.
1: And, and I, I actually do it now every other Tuesday. So uh, but it's Progressive Radio Network, and it's, I, as you must enjoy your podcasts, I, I so much enjoy doing mine. It's actually live the first hour, so it's radio for the first hour, and then it's wow. archived.
0: Oh, wonderful. And and do you have guests on the show as well? No, yeah, every time. Oh, yeah. Nice, yeah. Yeah, that's what I love. I love actually getting to meet uh, interesting people yes. like yourself. So, um yeah, so so let's get to this a little bit, and and I guess maybe um, maybe actually share with us why you decided to put together um, this book, um, you know, loving the time of Corona. What uh, other than probably I assume the obvious reasons, but I guess what 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 was your your goal in putting that together last year?
1: Well, in uh, March of last year, it became quite apparent. That we were in serious trouble with the pandemic, and and I switched from in-person sessions to Zoom sessions, and uh, I could see that my clients were very upset, and and if they had issues, and usually they they had issues because they contacted me to for therapy, mm-hmm. uh, these seem to be um, the issues seem to be extra horrible because they were stuck together Mm. forced togetherness yeah and I've always wanted to write a book and I didn't think a pandemic would be the impetus for it but that's what happened
0: Uh, happened. yeah it's a I think turned out to be a time of a lot of creativity for a lot of people because I think because, you know, we were stuck home and and having to look for other outlets. I know I spent a good time working on my book last year as well, but um Now, one of the things that you talk about, I guess, and and I guess this comes up in the book, is you promote the idea that uh, couples should actually have more sex while they're stuck at home together. And how would that help, especially if maybe there's, you know, tension around the fact that, uh, you know, suddenly your spouse is home, you know, 24-7 instead of (laughs) going to the office for eight hours a day?
1: One of the things that I like to point out to begin with is that it's far more painful. It's much harder to be a sexless couple than it is to do the work. Mm. And when we have, when we have good emotional, physical sex, when our emotional intimacy is present and, and there we have emotional foreplay, then uh, our, our physical intimacy is better. Mm. And um, so I, I, Point that out, and uh, I say that I remind them that sex is fun, it's free, and it's the fountain of youth. Mm. But it, you know, it's great sex is, and I, I think with all of your spiritual overlays and your work, Gloria, mm-hmm. uh, I think great sex is not about how your body looks or what position it's in, but it's about the emotional perhaps even spiritual, they're often together, connection mm-hmm.
0: with your partner. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yes. So, yeah, good sex is, is, helps with anxiety. It helps with your immune system. It helps the couple feel closer. Um, some, a study showed that couples that had frequent sex, if they had arguments, they got over them faster, but most of them had fewer arguments as a result of having more sex. It's kind of the glue of a relationship in my opinion.
0: But how would a couple go about maybe instigating this, I guess, if they're really having trouble communicating, you know, maybe they're at an impasse with each other. How are they get? how are they going to do, you know, follow this prescription <laughs> as it were?
1: Yes. Well, it begins with uh, having a heartfelt talk mm. and, uh, you know, say to each other, I, I have faith that we can rekindle the passion that we felt in the beginning. And that takes a leap of faith. That's a bit of a risk. But to be optimistic about that, you know, you have what it took to fall in love in the beginning of your relationship. I believe you'll have what it takes to stay together. And the other thing I would say is Really, really listen to each other. Um, So often, couples are not listening well, and I know that's that. I'm sure that's part of your work too,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: to to get people to really listen. And I and I've helped many people to do this. And the the guidelines and the exercises are all in my book, Love in the Time of Corona. Mm -hmm. The impasse can often be overcome by doing something like scheduling sex but that starts with planning your date night at home and actually that's the second chapter in my book planning your date night at home many people are kind of nervous about what sex sex should be spontaneous if it's really good i'm gonna feel the passion kind of erupt in me and i'm gonna run towards you that's a hollywood myth <laughs> and i talk about two different syndromes dins double income no sex and ttfs which is too tired for sex Mm -hmm. and both of those syndromes are very common in and even and of course they've been exacerbated by the quarantining together so um i talk about you know the date night at home setting the scene maybe getting takeout food and making it good takeout food having enough privacy uh putting flowers on the table, maybe bring out your, with China and so on, but make it a nice scene. And then over, over dinner, don't talk about your anxiety or your depression Mm -hmm. or your children or Mm -hmm. your work, talk about your relationship and your hopes for the relationship, both the physical intimacy and the well. you have to start with the emotional intimacy.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So that's one way.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's good. And you you mentioned children because I think that's another aspect that has also been a bit of a, a wrinkle, shall we say, in this okay. last year as well. Because, you know, a lot of uh, parents, um, you know, are homeschooling kids now. And, and so there's even more stress with where everybody, again, is underfoot. So have you... Um, do you have any other recommendations for you know parents who are in that and and being able to really you know be able to have some sort of um, you know me time? Because because I know when my kids were well you know we could actually go out on date night and we would do that, that is, but it's that like when right. you're stuck at home, it's a little it's a little harder. Yes,
1: yes. So it is it is very hard. If if he, if a couple has very young children, they may have to wait till the children are asleep. Mm-hmm. If they have middle middle school children and older, uh, it, it, it's more challenging. But I think the message needs to be that the, the couple needs to the, the mother and father needs to say to their children, you know, we're your mom and dad, but we're also husband and wife, and we need time together. Mm. And so we're gonna have a date night, and that does not include you children. I mean, this means that they're going to be included other times, right? And uh, and and maybe you put them in front of a movie or something in in the television. Mm-hmm. But in a, and if you have enough space in your house, it it takes a little more creativity to to work it out. Some some couples have quarantined with another family, mm-hmm. so they can put their children over to the other family for the evening. Yeah. So, but. There are ways you can get around it. You know, it depends on the motivation. And when I've seen transformations in couples, it, and that's one reason why I have no plans to retri- retire. Um, and God willing, mm-hmm. I keep my marbles and so far so good. I'm in my seventies. My husband and I have a very robust sex life. Mm-hmm. And um, I practice what I preach. We practice yeah. what I preach. and. <laughs> It it makes our marriage so much better, mm. you know. Couples, um, especially women, uh, older women, often fold up their tents. Mm. They might need some bioidentical hormone replacement therapy if they can get that. There are lots of lots of things you can do for inhibited desire, but that's very very common. Mm. So, but it helps a. But we need to think about sex not just as intercourse. Mm. I have a whole chapter on that too. Let let touch relieve stress, mm-hmm. and so I talk about outer course, which is everything but intercourse. And I have four stages for kind of getting back together. And the first two stages, these are all touch exercises,
0: mm-hmm.
1: also called sensei focus. Don't mm-hmm. even involve intercourse. The two, the two first two stages. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a 95-year-old friend who has a partner of uh, some 20 years. She's a bit younger, not a lot. Yeah. And, uh, and I sent him a book. And he, he and his partner immediately did stage one, which is face, hands, and feet. And he said, I wish I'd had your book 70 years ago because it would have saved me so many years of frustration. He said, I always thought I had to be touched first on my genitals. And he said, that was not true. I loved the feelings of being touched in other parts
0: of my body. Mm. And it was very arousing. Wow. Well, that's, that's an enlightened man. So that's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is enlightened. He is enlightened. I so appreciate that. What, what would you say? Um, how would you help someone who is, let's say one partner, you know, Really does get into more of the physical aspects, whereas the other partner wants more of the emotional connection. How do you help some, you know, couples in that uh, instance?
1: Um, well, they need to have more emotional foreplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, say the woman, and a lot of women uh, want men to slow down, do more, care more. Mm-hmm. And, um, so you've got to have that talk. And, and one of the exercises I have toward the end of my book, Love in the Time of Corona is a sweet nothings exercise. And this can really help. Um, so you take turns. I have the couple facing each other, knee to knee, holding hands, making eye contact and, they say, this is what I really love and appreciate about you. And they take about a minute mm-hmm. to say all the reasons what why they're loving and appreciating their partner. Yeah, And then they switch and the other person does it. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm doing it in my session, I help them process it. If they're doing it alone, and that's usually going to be the case, they should talk about it after and say what it meant to them. I've had... I've had men actually cry a couple of different times. Cry because they were so happy to hear something positive Mm. and appreciative.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So that can be one way. You've got to break down these barriers, these communication barriers. And start.
0: Yeah. That, that makes sense because, yeah, because, you know, nobody likes to just hear all the complaining about, <laughs> about, you know, about myself, you know, or something like that. And having, having the partner, um, you know, focusing on what's wrong with you instead of focusing on what's right with you. So that makes sense.
1: Yes, it, it, it helps. And um, it also helps that to, to let your partner know that you are physically and spiritually present
0: Mm. What do you mean by that?
1: Uh, Well, I mean, you need to be in the moment and mindfulness. Mm. And many women in particular multitask when they're being sexual. Mm. Um, They're thinking about other things. Women actually have a bigger corpus callosum, which is the connecting tissue between the right and left hemispheres of their brain. Mm. And we may have been hardwired like that in our brains, because if we have a baby and if we're making love to our husband, we also have to be able to hear the <laughs> baby
0: cry. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and
1: when well, the baby grows up and the woman's still multitasking, she's mm. she's thinking about other things because she doesn't really want to be there. Mm. So being in the moment, and if you, have, if you have thoughts that are intrusive, see a stop sign and stop those thoughts and come back to center and come back to what you're experiencing or see a conveyor belt kind of going from your brain with all these extraneous thoughts, carried away and come back to the present. It really helps. Oh,
0: that's a great idea. I like, I like that. That's, and, and that's so useful to be able to have, you know, like a concrete specific steps to follow because I, I, you know, I, I know just in, in my relationships and things that, and even in any other type of you know, thing that we do, if we, you know, it's nice to be able to say, oh, I want to be able to have this or I want to have that. But how do I get there? And so it's good that you're able to help people and, and give them, <laughs> you know, some steps to follow. And, uh,
1: well, it, that's that's how, you know, I mainly do cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, and there's lots of research to show that it, it, it works. So you've mm-hmm. got to change how you think one of the thoughts that a lot of people think is i'm not i'm a bit worthless and you have to believe that you are you you are deserving of a good intimate emotionally physically relationship and then you've got to change some behaviors and we know that a series of baby steps a series of positive behaviors you do a lot of those and then eventually the attitude starts to change. Mm. So doing these, doing the baby steps is really, really important. Um, And um, one of the things you can do in the beginning to kind of get on the same emotional page is to recall the good times,
0: Mm.
1: you know, get out old scrapbooks and look at pictures of yourself when you first fell in love. Listen and dance to music that was popular when you first fell in love. And tell your story to your partner. Sometimes I get my clients to do this, but you, you don't need a therapy. Well, therapy can be very useful if if you're really at an impasse. Right. But but say, you know, one person says to the other, I want to tell you my story about how I fell in love with you and mm-hmm. why I fell in love with you. And you can maybe have a better chance to re- Rediscover mm-hmm. yourself in the relationship.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I can definitely see the benefit of that for sure. Um, yeah. You know, one thing I wanted to ask you about, because I mentioned in in the introduction, um, and and that's something that maybe not necessarily everybody knows what it is, but I mentioned that you're a gerontologist. So, can you talk a little bit about what that is, and and uh, and how you, how that plays into what you do, uh, you know, in your in your yes, work. Gloria.
1: Yes. In the early nineties, at that time I was living in Palo Alto, California, and the, I worked with Dr. Walter Bortz, a geriatrician, so an MD. Mm. Um, and um, we did two different studies on aging and sexuality. And um, the Palo Alto Senior Center, so this is the early nineties. Mm. Uh, and it was a very active place and the turnout for our series on aging and sexuality was great. And for the first time ever, they said they had more men than women turning out for a workshop at the senior center. But because Stanford university is, um, uh, at in Palo Alto, right. Uh, there were, um, like it, there were a lot of women who'd gone back to school. So this is the early nineties. And so, they gone back to, so they tended to be pretty well-educated people, and they knew that if they could reinvigorate their sex lives mm. or at least get some of it back, that they would have a better relationship. Mm. Um, so uh, those studies, and another one was SIRS. They, that's an acronym for Sons in Retirement. We spoke all over the Bay Area for a year and gave these older guys uh, mm questionnaires and we did follow ups on both both studies. Mm-hmm. Anyway, these studies were published in medical journals and so after that I got to call myself a gerontologist and so I've had this specialty in aging and sexuality since the early
0: 90s. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And and it's certainly still Absolutely timely because as the baby boomers continue to to age, you, I think you're you're going to have clients for quite a while. So that's good. As so. long as you want to, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Um, well, um, tell me a little bit about um, how how. So you said you do work with uh, you work one on one with people, or do you ever do any group works or, or group like? I crush? don't do groups
1: anymore. Yeah. Um, I did do groups in uh, in the mid. Uh, early nineties and mid nineties before I moved to Hawaii and I was still in Palo Alto and two women's sexuality groups and they'd all had sexual trauma and they weren't having orgasms. So, and then much later, I worked at UCLA's female sexual medicine center, did some groups there, but mostly not. Mostly I see couples and then I do see individuals too. Mm -hmm. And, um, because there's, there is a, the sense of loneliness is pr- pronounced, mm. and with an- anxiety and depression. You know, our depression yeah. in the United States has increased about three times, and the alcohol use is up, yeah. it's way up. Oh
0: so, yeah, yeah, definitely. I do
1: see. I do see individuals, and 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 then uh, you know we talk about how you might even find a partner even in a quarantine, mm. and it mostly involves. Spending a lot of time, maybe more time with courtship over Zoom before you ever meet in person. Mm -hmm. And a question that you might ask a single person who's that you're communicating with is uh, what does social distancing mean to you?
0: Mm. That's a good question. Yeah.
1: Because some people may not, if you're being really adamant about, and most people that I know are, they're being Mm -hmm. very careful. Uh, You don't want someone who's going to be very casual and doesn't wear a mask and all of that. So there there are things to negotiate. Mm -hmm. But mostly I see couples.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, awesome. Well, um, if someone wants to be able to maybe, number one, get a copy of your book and and maybe learn some more about you, where is the best place for them to do that?
1: Well, I developed uh, since March and since the publication of the book in May uh, an advice website and that is dear dr diana.com dear dr. dr or spelled out it doesn't matter dr diana.com and so there you'll see people who have written in questions so it's an advice thing but also there are links to my youtube channel where i have advice about different things coming from my book
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh and then there's a link to buy the book which is available on amazon uh so you can go directly to amazon or dear dr diana.com
0: all right awesome well i'll make sure that i have all that information in the show notes so in case if you're listening somewhere and you don't have a pen handy you'll be able to get that so you just have to go to live love engage podcast.com and you'll be able to to get that information so um is there anything else because uh, i know you've really you've you've Talked about a lot of great stuff and offered a lot of excellent advice. Is there anything else that maybe you haven't covered that I didn't ask you about that you think uh, would be important for uh, those listening and and watching to know about um, connecting <laughs> and having good? Yeah, stuff? <laughs> I, I
1: think it. I think we've we've covered quite a lot, uh, and your show isn't long enough for me to go into too much more detail. But um, I think what I want is my hope is that my hope is that down the road you can look back on this pandemic and say, this was a time when we rediscovered stuff about each other. When we took we had more time together and we used it wisely, and we reclaimed our sexuality and we saved our relationship. Mm-hmm. That's my hope for people. And I say, you know, may you find more love in the time of corona yeah that's my
0: message absolutely i love it that's an excellent 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 message and uh what the world needs now is more is more love so yeah Yeah. for sure absolutely well thank you so much for for being here today and 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 sharing uh your words of wisdom and your also your your heart and uh and helping helping couples out there uh to be able to you know, come together and and really appreciate one another. So I appreciate you for being here today.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate you, Gloria, for hosting me. And it's been a really wonderful conversation to have with you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And to all of you who are out there listening, um, I appreciate you as well. And uh, for those watching on my YouTube channel, which uh, if you want to be able to see the replay of this, you can go to youtube.com forward slash Gloria Rand video, and you'll be able to find all the episodes, past episodes of the podcast there. And until we meet again, uh, I encourage you, as always, to go out and live fully, love deeply, and engage authentically. Did you know that a majority of entrepreneurs tend to discount the importance of their work? And a good number feel their success is simply due to luck. I know from personal experience that self-doubt can keep you from having the kind of life and business you desire. That's why I've created a free guide called Uniquely You, How to move from self-doubt to self-love in four simple steps. To claim your free guide, go to liveloveengage.gift. That's liveloveengage.gift.